Welcome to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. For over 30 years, Paul Stone has been seriously handicapping college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf. Over the past five seasons, spanning almost 600 releases, Paul has hit 55% against the spread in college football, gaining the respect of sports books and bettors throughout the world. He is monitored by highly respected the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City. Paul has also won two major Las Vegas football handicapping contests and finished in the top four in two others. Each week, Paul will provide exclusive handicapping insights on the podcast. To receive Paul's exact picks each week, you can sign up for member-only access at paulstonesports.org. Now, on to the show. Welcome back, everyone. It's Wednesday, December 14th, Christmas just around the corner. Hopefully, you've been a good boy or girl uh, this year, and you'll get a winning betting ticket instead of a worthless losing betting ticket akin to a lump of coal. If you hadn't guessed, I'm Paul Stone, uh, and this is going to be episode 82 of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast, and today's podcast titled The 12 Days of Betting College Bowl Games. And before you uh, rake me over the coals for suggesting the bowl season is just 12 days long, I realize it isn't. But heck, you know, we're, we're trying to come up with catchy titles, even if they're really not that catchy, uh, for the podcast rather than just simply assign each podcast a multi-digit number, you know, much like a, a prison inmate or something like that. So I come up with the title. They're pretty silly, pretty corny, but uh, gives me something to, to think about, I guess. So hence, this week's title, The 12 Days of Betting College Bowl Games. And what I'm going to do during this podcast is give you 12 tips or pointers, you know, quick hitters, relating to how I believe you should approach the unique exercise of betting college football bowls in year 2022 and we all know the bowl season is different today than it was even three years ago much much different Uh, but first i'm going to briefly promote my service paul stone sports the last month and a half uh, guys and girls has been good very good for my subscribers uh, to my college football and basketball services And hopefully you're a member of both clubs. Since the beginning of November, I'm a combined 64 and 36 against the spread in college football and college basketball as monitored by the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City. And that record is entering today, Wednesday, December 14th. Since the 1st of November, my college football releases 23 and 9 against the spread while my season-long college basketball record now 41-27 and against the spread. That accounts for my overall combined record of 64-36 and against the spread since November 1st. In college hoops, entering today, again today, Wednesday, December 14th, I've hit my last nine releases against the spread. So really have been hot, and uh, particularly in college basketball, So hopefully that will continue. If you're not a member, 
Uh, you can get all of my college football selections uh, in the bowl games for just $179 or all my college basketball selections from today through the national championship game in April for just $329 or you can get both sports for just $399. If interested, please visit paulstonesports.org. Again, that's paulstonesports.org. Now for the 12 days or again, really 12 tips for betting college football bowl games. And these are presented in no particular order. Number one, know who's playing, or at least have a, a very educated opinion about which players will be available for the game. Obviously, we are now in the age of opt-outs where players elect to uh, declare early for the NFL draft. They then, in some cases, most cases, opt out of the bowl game. And these are usually uh, impactful players, very good players. Unreasonable to know all of the opt-outs, no question about it. Unreasonable to know all of the players in the transfer portal who are contributors, perhaps starters. But concentrate again on the notable opt-outs, the notable players in the transfer portal. If you hear somebody who's declared for the NFL draft, and they say they they're, hadn't decided yet whether they're going to play in the bowl game. Folks, if somebody's not sure, if they're wavering, they're probably not playing. I'd say there's less than a 20% chance they're going to play. So that's the way I would approach it, unless you, you know, have inside information, maybe know something that the rest of us don't in that individual case. So that's number one. Now on to number two. Know the recent history, if any, between the teams. I'm going to look at a, a bowl game that's happening uh, in these next few days, and that's going to be Rice and Southern Miss. They are currently in uh, different conferences. Rice in Conference USA, Southern Miss completing its first season in the Sunbelt Conference. They're going to meet in the Lending Tree Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. But until this year, the teams were in the same league. They were both in Conference USA competing annually against one another. In fact, uh, Rice has won the last two years. They defeated uh, Southern Miss in both 2021 and 2020 on the gridiron. Uh, so many of these Southern Miss players are 0-2 against the Owls. Uh, that line sits at Southern Miss minus 7. And I think uh, Southern Miss, if you want to call it revenge or if you want to call it a little extra motivation, added motivation, however you want to frame it, I think Southern Miss might uh, be uh, you know, inclined uh, to want to uh, put a little bit on the, the aisles this year. So know the recent history of the teams. Three, take a geography lesson. Know your geography. I'm going to use this same game. Southern Mississippi, located in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, just 95 miles from the site of this bowl game in Mobile, Alabama. So an easy same-day drive for fans of the Golden Eagles. On the other hand, Rice's undergraduate enrollment totals about 4,000. Houston, obviously, not all that close to Mobile, Alabama. Southern Miss is going to have a significant edge in the stands uh, and should be excited as well on the field for the game. So know your geography. Know uh, how far the, uh, the bowl side is from the respective schools participating in that bowl game.
Know the teams that are impacted by coaching changes. Number four, not only the head coach who has perhaps taken another job, won't be coaching in his former school, but instead has moved on to his uh, new school. Don't only focus on that, you know, but some teams are going to have a lot of assistant coaches uh, who are going to miss the game because they've gone with uh, the head coach or they've taken new jobs or whatever the case might be. Many uh, different elements at work there, but you might have some teams that'll be participating with less than a full deck of coaches, of assistant coaches in the bowl game. This happens every year. And if a team's two or three assistant coaches short, it might not make the headlines, but man, that matters. So no teams, the teams that are most impacted by coaching changes, which includes potentially coaching shortages. Five, this applies probably to a lot of you, you don't have to bet every bowl game, folks. Just because there's a game and just because the season's end is drawing near doesn't mean you have to bet on the game. You know, some of you might make a small bet just to have a little skin in the game and, and have a little more reason for watching, and that's okay. But discipline and selectivity, they are absolute must for those of us who are aspiring to be long-term winning sports bettors. So don't bet a game just because it's on. Six, and you don't need to bet more on a game just because it's the college football playoff. We've probably all been guilty of this before. Based solely or primarily on the magnitude of the game, the excitement of the game, all the pomp and circumstance surrounding the big game, we will increase our bet size. There's no more value in betting that side or betting that game. It's just a big game, so we bet more. So the magnitude of the game obviously should never play a role in your wagering choices. In fact, in my opinion, the bigger the game, the less likely true sharps are to be interested. The New Year's Eve matchups, certainly, man, they are marquee. Georgia against Ohio State, Michigan versus TCU. Those games move the needle. I like both of them, but not necessarily from a betting perspective. You don't need to bet more, folks, just because it's a uh, college football playoff game or a big game or the Super Bowl if you're talking about the NFL. So uh, don't let that impact your betting decisions. Seven, and this is specific, you know, quite specific in my mind to bowl games, motivation matters most. I think that's alliteration. I'm not very good in English. Wasn't really good at anything uh, academically, uh, but uh, motivation matters most. I think that's alliteration again. Handicapping the exact same rosters against one another is quite different in bowl season than, say, in the season opener. You know, the season opener, guys hadn't played a real game in eight or nine months. Everybody's excited to play their season opener. No question about it. You just, you hadn't played, you've been practicing, you know, since early August. You hadn't played a real game in eight or nine months. Everybody... You know, expectations are high. The possibilities are limitless. Everybody's ready to get the show on the road, get started. Everybody's excited. Bowls, however, are different. It's a long season. 
some you know some teams have fallen well short of expectations. They really don't want to be at this bowl. They might not even want to be in any bowl since they're not in the playoff or a New Year's Six Bowl or, or what have you. So some teams, you know, they want to be there on the other hand. They're going to bring what I call their full measure of collective team psyche. And then again, others, not so much. It's not very difficult to figure out, you know, who's who in this scenario. Motivation matters most. Eight, something that doesn't matter, conference affiliation doesn't really play a role at all in handicapping bowl games, in my opinion. And I do believe, I say it all the time, it's not how you play, it's who you play. So some conference, conferences are not created equal. Uh, they, they have different, uh, different levels of top to bottom strength, uh, top heavy strength, so forth and so on. The SEC, virtually every year, I know a lot of people still suffer from SEC fatigue. There's still no cure, no, no known treatment. It's just there. You know, you just got to deal with it, SEC fatigue. But virtually every year, the SEC is inarguably, in my opinion, the nation's toughest conference. Yet they don't always perform the best against the point spread in the bowl games. And I hear people, detractors of the SEC, use this against them. And as a handicapper, and hopefully you as a handicapper, it doesn't really matter. A lot of teams don't care about the bowl game. There's a lot of SEC teams that are playing, quote unquote, lesser opponents from lesser conferences, and they're not really fully engaged. The average power ranking of the 10 teams in the Big 12 this year ranks slightly higher than the average power ranking of the 14 SEC teams according to Jeff Sagren. I didn't average up mine, but I'm sure mine say the same thing because I agree with that. The Big 12, the SEC this year in that order are the two best power rank leagues in America, but I doubt they'll be much better than 500 against the spread in the bowls. Again, motivation matters most in bowl games, so it is indeed a different handicap who wants to be there so we're going to go to number nine don't totally overlook what i call fundamental handicapping data and what i mean by this is basically statistical data which i use you know pretty significantly extensively in the regular season maybe not as much in college bowl games since i think motivation is the key but i don't totally overlook it you know if one team gave up 275 yards or more rushing against the three best running teams on its schedule and its opponent, you know, features a strong running game. Absolutely take that into consideration. There, there's a good, like, there's a strong likelihood they're going to be able to run the ball against their bowl opponent. So don't totally overlook fundamental handicapping uh, techniques. Ten, weather doesn't affect most bowl games. You know, many bowl games are played in warm uh, or at least moderate climates, and some even indoors. So weather's not a factor in many of these handicaps. But don't, don't get lazy and overlook it. You know, Boston, New York, and Annapolis, uh, which are all sites of bowl games this season, they can certainly be chilly or worse, you know, this time of year. And also 15-mile an hour winds and higher 
you know, they can pop up almost anywhere. So do your due diligence, even though weather doesn't affect most bowl games, that doesn't mean it's not a factor, you know, in any of them. So uh, keep an eye on your weather. 11, keep monitoring rosters right up until the kickoff. You know, many players have already publicly declared for the NFL draft and uh, simultaneously perhaps announced their intentions to skip the bowl game. But there's more to come, folks. You know, players are obviously not required uh, by the NCAA or their schools or whatever to publicize their plans uh, to the media or even their adoring public. So there's certainly more to come, you know, probably even, you know, right up to game day, maybe right up to kickoff. Some, you know, a, a reporter will just see that, you know, media member will see that somebody's not suited or they're in street clothes on the sideline or they're not there at all. And, and that's when it will be found out, you know, found out that they're not playing, that they've opted out or not playing for whatever reason. So continue to be, you know, consistent, be vigilant in your research, keep your eyes and your ears open. Uh, again, don't get lazy, you know, keep monitoring rosters right up until game day. And then number 12, when you're barking with the dogs, when you're putting that collar on, hopefully it's not a spot collar, somebody could get hurt, but when you've got that collar on and you're barking with the dogs in the bowl games, think about sprinkling a little on the money line. You know, last year, by my count, 12 underdogs won their bowl game outright. 12 underdogs won outright. You know, a few of those, three or four, they were small dogs getting less than a field goal. But get this, eight of those 12 underdogs that were straight-up winners, they were catching six and a half points or more. So pretty good payoff on the money line. So consider, if you will, sprinkling a little on the money line if you like the dog. You know, maybe you'll take your, your unit and maybe fit 75% on the point spread, taking the points, 25% on the money line. Uh, if you're maybe a little more daring, you know, 50-50, uh, if that's your choice, you be the judge. But in the bowl games, uh, I think more so than not, and I don't think this is too much in debate. I wish I had numbers to back it up. I should, but I think the uh, underdogs and the larger underdogs went out right at a higher rate than during the regular season. So that does it. Those are the 12 days of betting college bowl games. Going to go now to a quick complimentary selection one of the games this weekend this is a bowl game between fresno state of the uh, mountain west conference and washington state of the pacific 12 i'm not going to go into great detail because i've already been on here for about 19 minutes you probably need to go to bed or go to the driving range or go to work or do something so we're going to cut this a uh, little bit uh, not short but i'm not going to go into great detail but Fresno State, uh, early in the year, they lost their quarterback early midseason, Jake Hayner, for a few games. In Hayner's sixth game since his return, and albeit against mediocre, you know, below-level uh, competition there in the Mountain West, but in the sixth game since Hayner's return to competition, the Bulldogs have averaged 37.2 points a game. They've really been rolling uh, offensively. Washington State, on the other hand, 
They uh, gave up 703 yards in the Apple Cup, again, against an outstanding op uh, offense, uh, the Washington Huskies, one of the better offenses in all of college football. But 703 yards is a lot of yards to give up. Fresno's got a good offense, not Washington good, but it's good. And now you got a Washington State team that's going to be without their top tackler, uh, Henley, the transfer from uh, Nevada, had 106 uh, total tackles this season, led the team in tackles. Uh, then their two co-starters at middle linebacker have both entered the transfer portal. So Washington State's going to be without three of its top six tacklers in the bowl game, including its top defensive player, uh, Dayan Henley, the transfer again from Nevada. So, I, you know, again, this game means more to Fresno State. The opportunity for a Mountain West Conference team to beat a member of the Pac-12 uh, is not lost on me. It shouldn't be lost in your handicapping process. I actually got Fresno plus two uh, on Sunday, I think Sunday, December 4th, when the lines started coming out. Fresno now is up to minus three, might even be minus three and a half. It's some stores, but you can still get Fresno at minus three if you shop around. I think Fresno's winning this game by more than a field goal over Washington State. Appreciate you listening to me again. It's uh, been a lot of fun this year. The year's coming to a close. The holidays are uh, before us. And uh, hopefully, uh, if you uh, travel, uh, those travel plans are going to go smoothly. You won't have any long airport waits, missed flights, crowded interstates, those types of things. Um, the time with uh, family and friends is precious, folks. Uh, Mike Leach, uh, we lost him earlier this week, the 61-year-old Head coach most recently of the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Um, you know, I think it caught us all by surprise. Uh, you know, uh, here today, gone tomorrow. So these times, I know everybody gets, uh, you know, sometimes a little aggravated and don't like to be around certain members of the family or the group or whatever, but uh, cherish the moments. They won't last forever. Uh, this life ends the same for all of us. So, uh, Take the time to uh, enjoy your family, enjoy your loved ones, and hopefully enjoy some college football and hopefully enjoy some winning tickets if you like uh, participating in the game of 11 to get back 10 uh, betting sports, that is. Uh, hopefully you'll have more winners than losers. Have a great holiday season. I'm going to be back with you again next week for Episode 83. Until next time, signing off once again, I'm Paul Stone. Thank you for listening to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And visit paulstonesports.org to sign up for member-only access to Paul's college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf picks and predictions. 